0: Hello and welcome to the Construction Corner Podcast. I'm Dylan, I'm your host. And on today's episode, we are gonna be talking technology and innovation. And no, it's not gonna be about our software, even though this podcast is sponsored by Cowabunga Studios and we do do design automation software, electrical. So we do lighting, lighting controls, power distribution, fire alarm layouts, and we will have a new product released this week that will also do diffuser and thermostat layouts. So really we're in M and E, primarily E layouts right now, but we'll be moving into full MEP uh, really in the next few months. But no, we are going to talk technology and innovation from building design and construction and their 2019 survey and how they can, and you can use technology like the AEC giants do. So without further ado, we're gonna dive into this report and tell you all about technology and what the AEC giants have to say. So the great tech arms race is on. In the AEC industry, in the nation's largest architecture, engineering, and construction firms, the AEC giants are leading the charge. These firms are implementing design and project coordination tools like real-time rendering software, VR, and 3D laser scanners on a wide scale. They're hosting innovation competitions and hackathons to create new and better tools and processes for the industry. They're exploring practical industry applications for novel technologies like blockchain, AI, robotics, and digital twin. We know this because we've spent the better part of the past 15 years covering these stories in the pages of bd To gain a deeper understanding of the state of technology, innovation at the AEC Giants, last summer BDC launched the Giants 300 Technology and Innovation Study 12-Question Survey that asked firms to pinpoint the tools they use most often, identify their highest ROI, tech strategies, and innovation initiatives, discuss the business innovation initiatives their firm has successfully implemented, identify non-AEC industry hires their firms have made in the past 24 months, discuss the top business impacts of AEC tech implementations, and then it was uh, basically emailed out to... um, all their top firms, and there was 486 firms that made the giant's 300 rankings, I don't know how that works, but 486 firms, and 130 firms participated in the study. So that's uh, kind of the overview. Here are the key findings, nearly half, so 42.3% of AEC giant firms feel that they are either significantly ahead or somewhat ahead of their direct competitors when it comes to adopting advanced AEC tech tools and processes. Remember, these are also the firms that responded to this technology survey. So more than likely, they are going to be ahead of their competitors. So improved project team coordination with size is the most significant business impact from adopting AEC technology tools and processes. 3D laser scanning, real-time rendering, and design computation were mentioned most often as high ROI tech strategies. The majority of firms, 58.5%, report having a high innovation conversion rate, i.e. success rate on technology and innovation initiatives. Two thirds of responding firms have hired an AEC outsider within the past 24 months to help with their innovation efforts. The most common hire is a software programmer. So the methodology, um, basically they emailed a 12 question survey out um, to all 486 firms. And then, uh, you know, they got 130 back So participation rate of 26.7%. So the purpose of this was to assess the current state of technology adoption and innovation initiatives at the largest AEC firms and determine which tech tools and innovation initiatives offer the quickest ROI and to document trending technologies and tools among the AEC giants. So of the firms that responded, 50% were architecture firms, 18.5% were engineering, 26.2% were uh, general contractors and CMs, and then 5.3% as other. So I'm not sure what other is in this context, but uh, oh, other includes a design builder and interiors. So um, there you go. By the numbers, 39.2% said they were somewhat ahead. 15.4 said they were somewhat behind direct competitors. 0.8% said they were significantly behind. 3.1 were significantly ahead and 41.5% on par with direct competitors. So there were four firms that were significantly ahead of direct competitors. Uh, Three were Architecture and other uh, GC. These firms are using a wide range of AC tech tools on a large scale, five or more projects per year. This includes 360 video and photos, 360 laser, laser scanning, 3D printing, data analytics, digital fabrication, LiDAR, VDAR, and mixed reality photogrammetry, real-time rendering, and wearables. Um, Really, this amounts to they're doing 3D scanning on their projects, which will help with as built They're doing um, 360 videos and photos, which more than likely they're doing 360 video on job sites to document the process. Um, It's a daily walk. There are a few companies that are coming out with, basically you strap a 360 camera on the top of a hard hat, walk the job site, and that's how you do your daily list, and it'll basically do updates give you a daily report kind of out of that with schedules and stuff like that. Um, So there's there's things like that. So that's where the 360 video comes in, 360, or 3D laser scanning, basically doing as builds. A lot of that's actually for concrete and concrete levelness and then behind the wall uh, pieces. So you can uh, laser scan um, and or do photogrammetry, which is basically taking that same laser scanner and doing the picture instead of just the laser scan. And with that, you'll be able to effectively grab what's behind the walls and all the location of conduit and pipe and that kind of stuff which some owners do want especially like in office buildings if things are going to change quite frequently and they know it or they just want it for record then they have it so that's one way to do it 3d printing um, there's probably some use cases i haven't seen too many for other than like concrete or um yeah, there's really not too many like 3D printing use cases. A lot of it is really, if you're doing it for architecture, it's usually models um, and to do models really early in the process and for like design uh, or schematic design and potentially winning the project to what it's gonna look like. Um, data analytics, uh, more than likely they're using like Power BI to pull data out of their rev models. Uh, so Power BI is a Microsoft tool. You basically pull it out into a spreadsheet and then you can do some cool uh, graphs and charts effectively with uh, that piece so digital fabrication uh, they're basically pulling the revit model and doing prefab with it Um, and that's typically not the gcs it's the subs that are doing that Um, but they're probably working with some very innovative uh, pieces lidar again goes in the same thing as 3d scanning that we talked about and vr and mixed reality so ar those are typically done again uh, to overlay projects and in the sddd potentially CD phase with owners. Um, Same thing with wearables, that's what they're gonna use. Wearables are for the VR and the mixed reality pieces um, to basically get a good look, feel, and design review of the project. So real-time rendering, basically the same thing. You can do like make changes in the model and then walk through it um, with the architect and owner. You might be using Unity or um, some other platforms. Now that Unity is like fully integrated and has a partnership with Autodesk, Unity is a gaming engine um, that'll give you basically a a full walkthrough of the building. And then you can use like an Xbox controller or your mouse uh, and keyboard to walk through the building. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Of the 21 firms that are either somewhat or significantly behind their direct competitors, only a handful are using advanced tools like AI, digital fabrication, and LiDAR. However, 3D laser scanning, data analytics, real-time rendering tools, and VR are prevalent. Just not at the scale seen with leading tech adopters in the survey. Um, So here's my take on this: Uh, real-time render super important. That's very actually useful for like walkthroughs and owner reviews. Super super powerful. VR AR can be if you're using it correctly. And the headsets, I haven't used one in a couple years, but the like initial headsets. uh, So back with like Oculus before Oculus got bought by Facebook. You got very dizzy, very disoriented, and it caused like really bad migraines and headaches. So typically, you did not put people through that. What we ended up doing was doing like a single screen, more like a video game walkthrough, where you could put it up on a screen and use an Xbox controller to walk through your models. Much more effective. Um, tools like Fuser, uh, also doing that. The walkthroughs are you know super powerful tools. Um, data analytics are cool. AI, there's I don't see a whole lot of use for that yet. Um, it's more machine learning or just straight up like algorithms and user inputs um, Doing that digital fab is becoming more and more prevalent I'm seeing lidar I don't I don't really know what they're going to use lidar for I mean you can do it most everything lidar does with laser scanning and especially in an environment um, where you don't have to like lighting isn't a big deal because um, lasers don't need lighting <laughs> effectively um, to work so, lidar versus 3d scanning it's going to be a very similar use case so the top business impacts of the aec technology um, number one the improved project team coordination and collaboration is like 80 percent of everyone are saying that that is their top thing Um, the next piece that are that is saying comes in at 43 percent really these next four are about at 40 percent and that is improve client relationships, vision meetings. So if you're able to get there faster or using VR, real-time render, things like that, it's gonna greatly improve the quality of those meetings, Uh, increase the quality of work, QA and QC, increase the speed of work, and automate mundane tasks. Um, So, shameless plug here, Cowboy Studios, like our automation tools, that's really those top four things. Improve client relationships, because you're gonna be able to do projects faster, give them a deliverable sooner, so you're gonna have bigger feedback, quicker feedback loops. Increase the quality of work. A machine's always gonna be more accurate or if they do make mistakes, it's gonna be the same mistake throughout a model and not different mistakes. So you can always look for the same thing across you know, every room or whatever. Um, so it's gonna really help you increase the quality. I mean, it's gonna lay it out the same time every time. Uh, increase the speed. A machine will always beat a person. Uh, it's just, that's how it works. And automate mundane tasks. Again, it's going to give you the opportunity to work on more engineering, more collaborative, um, more conversations with the owners, those creative tasks, the things that you really need engineering brains for not to like automate or to, not to like draft stuff. Um, it's a pretty mundane task. All right. The next uh, piece for technology was identifying errors, omissions and opportunities for improvement. That's where data analytics come in. And if you've listened to the last podcast, it's really keeping key performance indicators, KPIs on a lot of different stuff to understand where your trends are and what you can improve along the way. Um, 24.6% say that it helped their firm win more work. Obviously, if you're going to be able to deliver faster or produce more visuals, uh, more clients are likely to hire you. Next, 17.7% was identifying and eliminating wasteful processes. Again, if you have data analytics, you're able to cut out a bunch of stuff. 9.2% said it increased profitability, and 9.2% said it allows us to design and build projects that otherwise would not be possible. Um, that probably has a lot to do with um, VR, AR, analytics um, to be able to do that. Um, architects had a very, very similar list there. Uh, piece was so 80% was improved team coordination and collaboration, 63% so much higher piece were improved client relations and vision meetings, uh, 41% automating mundane tasks, 40% increase the quality of work, 33.8% increase the speed of work, 33.8% uh, identifying EOs, 26.1% helps our firm win more work, 13.8% allows us to design and build projects not be possible so that bumped up. A decent amount in identifying and eliminating wasteful processes at 10%, and then increased profitability at 7.6%. So the engineers, again, very similar list, um, except there's a few changes. So again, roughly 80% uh, improved project team coordination collaboration, increased the speed of work 50%, increased quality of work 45.8%, Automate mundane tasks, 33%. Improve client relations, vision meetings, 25%. I really don't see that as much for engineers. Not super helpful, totally helpful for architects. Um, helps the firm win more work, 20.8%. 20.8% increased profitability. So meaning that engineers become more profitable when they use these tools. It's effectively what this is saying then. So if you look at increased profitability for architects, it's at 7.6% and 5.8% for contractors, which is in the next one. So these tools are significantly more profitable for engineers than they are for the other two groups. All right. Identifying and eliminating wasteful processes is 16.6% and identifying ENOs 12.5% and then uh, allow us to design and build projects not possible at 4%. So basically they're not too worried about that. Um, 79.4% for coordination for the contractors. ENOs at 47%. Obviously that's a big one for contractors. Um, Being able to walk through projects virtually will save them a lot of money um, than having to do it and redo it in the field. Uh, Increase the quality of our work, 44% for QAQC, 38% increase speed, 38% increase automate mundane tasks. A lot of that probably has to do with punch lists progress reports, and job site walks. Next, identifying and eliminating wasteful processes at 32%, improve client relations, vision meetings at 23%, and then winning more work at 23% so um, overall totally valuable and beneficial um, and then here's a, another little uh, case study from the technology report so contractor giants are all in on off-site construction so one takeaway from the study that stood out to the bdnc team was the astonishing high adoption rate of off-site construction among gcs and cms of the 35 gcs and CMs that participate in the Giants 300 technology study, 25 firms indicated they use off-site and prefab construction on projects. And incredibly, nearly half of the firms use off-site construction on all or many of the projects. So of the 10 firms that are currently not implementing off-site construction on projects, three firms are pilot testing off-site processes, and four are considering the approach for future application. That leaves just the three firms, 8.5%, that indicated they have zero interest in off-site construction, which means we're looking at an adoption rate of more than 90% among the nation's largest GCs and CMs. When asked to pinpoint the single most significant AEC technology innovation their firm has initiated in the past year with positive results, DPR's National Director, uh, Koshal Devon, I probably mispronounced that, uh, cited that the use of multi-trade, multi-scope, prefab, through its strategic partnership with Phoenix-based prefab provider digital building components, the ability to make take more complex work offsite while other work proceeds, then bring ready-to-install elements to the site, is a significant advance in the use of prefab. With the existing labor shortage and desire to still have speed market, we think we're only beginning to see the possibilities. So speed, quality, advanced coordination, and schedule gains are commonly cited as benefits of off-site construction. What about hard dollar ROI? So our current metric savings show that prefabricating is about off-site uh, saves 10 to 20% on overall costs, and it can save time by improving install efficiency by 20 to 30%, and it increases quality by reducing rework to less than 1%. There is a caveat, however, uh, that these results are only possible through deep adoption and integration with virtual designing instruction and robotics technology. Um, so basically, you have to, from... The Rev model uh, to bring that to all the way through into design or from design to construction. So you need to have a prefab team, which typically on the G, this is on the GC side to have a prefab team to edit, massage the model so that it can then be exported for prefab to like CNC machines, routers, cuts, um, those pieces to then make prefab possible. Cause then they can export it directly to the CNC and then like their assembly line and CNC routers, cutters, um, prefab machines can then go to work in doing it. So this is a full like integration solution which is why it's not so much like a, you know hit print good to go. And um, so there is some nuance to it. It does take some work, but when integrated effectively um, as you can see, it's gonna cut you know 10 to 20 percent on cost uh install efficiency goes up you know by 20 to 30 percent and then re- reducing rework which is probably the biggest one to less than one percent um so basically they don't have to redo that so the next one is your firm firm <laughs> using any of the following aec technologies on projects so yes on many is vr 360 photos real-time renders then drones laser scanning design computation photogrammetry is next 3d scanning data analytics 3d printing off-site prefab augmented reality lidar Um, so the first so vr 360 photos real-time render drones 3d scanning and design computation is all right around 50 percent Um, Hovering around 30% is design computation, photogrammetry, and then we go down to uh, mid 20% is data analytics, big data, 3D printing, additive manufacturing, offsite and prefab, and augmented reality. The next chunk at uh, 15 to 18% is LiDAR, uh, digital fabrication, wearables, and mixed reality. Uh, under 10% is job site sensors, digital twin, AI, autonomous vehicles, robots, blockchain, exoskeleton, and rovers. Um, and those are pretty consistent across basically um, all of the projects. Is kind of that. Um, when it comes to what people are considering, um, AI is the top, then blockchain. I really don't know how you're going to use blockchain. Um that's a really big question mark. In my mind, AI makes sense. Um, mixed reality, digital twin, uh, robotics, those all make sense. Wearables, photogrammetry, AR, rovers, autonomous vehicles, um, all those kind of things make, make sense for coming to the job site. Um, and they're you know considering it, but nothing's basically been constructed or developed to a point where Most firms uh, can really even use anything. All right, so by the numbers, 3D laser scanning, real-time rendering, design computation, VR, were cited as most often as high ROI tech strategies. 46% of respondents indicated that 3D scanning offered a strong ROI, 38.46 for real-time render, 36.15 for design computation, and 35.38 for VR. So real-time render, have been, there's some tools out there that are pretty easy to use and seamless to utilize. It provided multiple ways to output information, static renderings, 360 and VR in real time with a client. So it's ultimately what you want for whatever um, VR type tool and real time render solution. Um, Documentation of projects with 360 photos reduces the time to take progress photos, offers greater capture of detail and the ability to look back in time and compare against current conditions. Uh, so that's kind of what I was saying earlier, where they just strap a 360 camera and walk the job site. Um, pretty pretty sweet um, to be able to do that. Because often, right, you go to a job site, let's say you're an architect engineer, go to a job site or even a contractor, take a picture. And the thing you need is just out of frame. So having a video like a 3D video will enable you to see basically the whole site as a person would see it. And then uh, be able to go back and review it so that's why like that documentation of projects with 360 photos um, and to do you know time stamps for phases in the project to see what's there what's not what changed um, would be greatly beneficial. So by the numbers uh, tech tools training so collaboration zones custom tool development and VR AR and cave stations are the most widely implemented business initiatives among the AEC giants so caves um they had once upon a time these video caves basically they're cubes there's six projectors because um, you go into a, a room and or four uh maybe five because there's the floor two and then the four walls and maybe the ceiling so five to six projectors or really four to six so whether you do the floor and the ceiling projectors um but basically there'd be projectors typically they you'd stand in a cube it's maybe a 10 foot square and then on the outside there'd be projectors that would uh, push each wall image onto it so you'd project an image onto like this uh, white screen on each side so it's like a old rear projection tv you know those big ones and they'd project images onto it and it make you feel like you were completely immersed in the environment um, this way you don't have to wear goggles or anything like that and you can have multiple people to be in this 10-foot you know, square room. So that's what those caves are. They're very expensive. Um, it does take a lot of compute power because you basically need one machine to run each projector um, to do that graphical, graphical computation and then uh, project it. And then you need another computer to basically control what, uh, what video processing each other computer does. Um, so it's not like a simple, uh, straightforward thing. It's very impressive, very cool um, to have those, but they are like super expensive. There's been some innovation where you can do it with monitors. So you basically have a four monitor output um, and you take off the floor and the ceiling. And then you could, you know, in a big 32 inch TV or 40 inch TV, you know, on each side of you and it gives you kind of that feel. Not quite the same, but. You kind of get the point. Um, so the top innovations: seventy-one percent are basically training on tech tools. Sixty-five um, percent are collaboration zone zones in uh, firm offices. Fifty-nine percent are custom tools. Um, let's see. Yeah. VRAR is 53%, real-time tracking is 28%, in-house fab 23%, makerspace is 21%, innovation grants 20%, innovation competition is 14%, VC investments 6.4%, um, and then permanent off-site is 6.4%. So um, it's kind of the implemented and are still using successfully. So really just training and collaboration zones are the top two uh, for companies to use. Uh, So non-AEC hire in the last 24 months, yes, 63.8% and no, 36.2%. So firms are looking outside the industry for technical expertise. Um, As we covered in other podcasts, you should also do this for like project managers and sales development. Um, But the AEC outsider hires, according to this one, um, software programmers, 35.4%, data analyst at 30%, uh, game designer and VR specialist at 16.2%, lean Six Sigma at 16.2%, AI at 9.2% and other at 22.3%. One of the things that I do highly recommend is if you are an architecture firm, do a lot of presentations to clients, Um, That game designer and VR specialist is the top person that you should be looking to hire. Um, Not just having your graduate architects do renderings, um, the people that are really meant to do some of these with input from architects would be super beneficial um, to have within the firm. So when asked about the success rate of those individual and innovation projects, uh, nearly two-thirds of the responding firms reported a success rate and at least 40% on tech innovation initiatives. And about a fifth of firms are hitting on 80%. Um, So that's pretty cool to to see. So most promising AEC tech innovation. Uh, So they have good luck trying to sell on just one. So which AEC tech application shows strong promise for the near future this answer to this question depends largely on whom you ask those within the design community will cite design automation ai machine learning real-time visualization on the construction side responses like real-time monitoring reality capture mixed reality integrated design and construction manufacture platforms are more common so in fact if you ask chief technology officers from 130 different AEC and firms to pinpoint their company's most promising tech application for the near future, we'd bet that you would receive more than 50 different answers. We know this because that's exactly what happened. (laughs) So um, data transfer tools, safety, tracking software, building sensors, self-driving equipment, IOT, evidence-based planning, robotics, multi-user VR, digital twin, automated feasibility studies, business intelligent tools, and at least two dozen other emerging technologies and processes were mentioned. The varied responses, of course, are reflective of the complex, convoluted, and somewhat tangled mess that is the AEC industry. So, And then they have a whole bunch that we will kind of glance over. I mean, AI, robotics, um, artificial intelligence, uh, BIM 360, there's a lot of other uh, firms in here doing different things. And ultimately, it comes down to it's worthwhile for you to invest in technology. Um, as most of these firms have shown, it is ROI positive, um, and especially just training on the existing technologies that you have is going to be super beneficial um, for what you have. If you're an engineering firm, design computation matters a whole heck of a lot. If you're an architecture firm, then virtual reality, um, real-time rendering, 360 photos, like those are huge uh, for you. So... And then, if you're a GC, you need to be doing offsite prefab, um, controlling that environment, or having your subs to do it, um, and kind of working with them through that process. It's going to be hugely beneficial um, as timelines kind of shrink, and you need to be more profitable on those projects. So that is the BDNC Giants Technology and Innovation Survey. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Construction Corner Podcast, and until next time.